Welcome back, everybody. Hi, Chantel. Hey, everyone. Hey, Chris. Hey, everyone. Okay, we're we're talking about stop being so nice, Chantel. <laughs> I can't stop being so nice, Chris. <laughs> the uh, I I'll let you set this up, but I love that we're going to talk about being too nice because uh, I I've been too nice for most of my life. But yeah. how did this topic come up to you? Come well, to I was you? reading this book. You know, I'm people pleasing because mm. you know that's like my disease to please, and um, <laughs> I think many light workers can resonate with that one. We're sensitive souls, doesn't that make sense? Yeah. It does make sense. HSPs, highly sensitive people. Yes. I think we're highly sensitive to the needs of others, unfortunately, at the detriment of our own. Mm-hmm. And so I picked up this book. It's called Not Nice. It was actually a fellow light worker that recommended nice. it. Nice. And um, I'm loving it, loving it. And I'm just thinking about how being too nice, because there's a thing. I've had people actually talk to me lately. They're like, is there a thing of too nice? I'm like, yeah, you can be Mm -hmm. too nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And what would that do to a light worker in their business? Yeah. Always just so nice. Yeah. I can see it in my, uh, as a coach, um, Mm -hmm. I wanted so much to give people space to have their own experience. That I wouldn't say what I saw to say, you know, there'd be some, I'm like, I mean, at some level, it just doesn't serve the relationship. They hired me as a coach to help them (laughs) somewhere. And I just didn't want to offend them or hurt their feelings, even though I could see stuff. I think that's a case of being too nice. Absolutely. It's like not wanting to step on anybody's toes or get into anybody's space. Mm -hmm. And yet you're invited into that. Mm Mm-hmm when you're doing it for your work and your career, there's an invitation to do that. And I also think like, you know, looking at the lack of boundaries I've had most of my life and not when I didn't have them in my business, like how resentful and angry I started getting at my clients, Mm -hmm. you know, for allowing them to push me over 15 minutes after uh, over my call or all of that. And that doesn't, that doesn't serve anybody. Yeah. That's too nice. Like, no, I got to go. Like we're, we're done our time. Can I ask one more question? No, not today. Save it for tomorrow. Yeah. Right. What's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. I had my, yeah. um, my birthday was a week ago and my brother who I don't talk to, uh, cause he just annoys me. Yeah, what? Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> I said, I forgot <laughs> to sing to you. Chris. Oh. <laughs> and well, then I interrupted you. That wasn't I very am nice. So, so offended. Yes. <laughs> so it's okay, brother. Chantel. It's okay. Um, so yeah, so he texted me on my birthday and I, he does that and he'll say happy birthday. And I said, thanks. And I didn't, that's all I said. And he's like, and then he immediately responded and said, we should hang, we should talk more, connect more. And I did not respond. And I, my, the old me would have felt like, oh, that's terrible. I have to respond. And he right. said, I, even though I don't want to, because what he does is he monologues and he, he doesn't have anything. In, I don't enjoy anything he says. And, and he monologues and he's not interested in me. So I'm like, but in the old, in the the old me, the too nice me would be like, okay, I guess we should do that. The right thing to do would be to be loving to him. So let me be loving to him and, and say, yes, let's connect. And now I'm like, find myself committed to something that I don't even enjoy. Yeah. And then what does that do? What does that do to you or the other person? It's really not helping anyone. Yeah. I mean, to your point about feeling resentment, I just had all this resentment about how I was in 
in this conversation I didn't want to be in. Yeah. When he's monologuing at me, I'm like, so I, I just, I think there's something about starting to find some, <laughs> well, I'll say some spine, some backbone, but some, it's some true. boundaries about things like that doesn't serve me. And I'm okay with that. I choose me in this situation. Yeah. I think, it, you know, it often comes from a fear of being seen as not nice or the opposite of what not, what sure. not nice is, is like, you know, rude or not the opposite of not nice, but the opposite of yeah. nice. Right, you know, right. rude. Oh, I don't want to be seen as rude or a bad person or well, why not? Yeah. Right. I you mean, know, that's kind of your like, own shit to unpack, right? Like there's yeah. some some stuff to look at there. Yeah, exactly. And what does that do? You know, like when I think of like our energy as, as our main, our right. main life source, mm. and we're constantly allowing people to deplete us because we're too nice. You know, like you said, like, even with the example with your brother, well, if you were t- the old too nice, Chris would have been like, okay, I'll give all my time and energy to something yeah. that really is depleting me mm-hmm. right? and draining my energy. And I, I just think about how often I've done that in my life. Yeah. Right. You know, said yes when I meant no, and then been pissed off about it because I didn't really want to do it. And then I didn't have the energy or the time to do the things that really filled me up. Like, you know, um, the, the work I'm doing right now with people and with the right people. With the right people. I think even being too nice can lead you to be in business with the wrong people. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. It feels good to feel wanted. It feels good to be seen. And, um, I think I, I at times uh, put myself in relationships or situations with people because there was something that they they saw my light and they invited that light to 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 play with them in their work, their business. But it was at my expense. It was at it was on their terms. It was, you know what I mean? Like it was like they wanted my light, but they but they didn't respect me enough to give me a say. I'm I'm being very vague, but do you understand? Like there's like a, people are attracted to your light, your light worker. People love your light. There's something about it that feels really good, Yeah, but they don't, it's not like they're, they're taking into account it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, we think we're the bad guy, but, but they don't think they're the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And like, then you end up with people who are, you know, using or, um, using your light or your energy, you know, even yeah. going to the, like, you know, the, the woo woo talk of like, you know, energy vampires. Well, there's a right. lot of people out there like that. And if you're too nice, you'll be just like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do that for you. Oh yeah. And they'll just keep doing, taking it. Yeah. And so I think there is this somehow maybe that not nice uh, way of being, or for sure that not nice way of being is, is having, you not be able to actually fully stand into your, in your, into your light work. Yes. If you're always being too nice, then, then you're, you're getting drug around by the people who are saying, well, I, you know, I like you. And you're just like, well, you picked me, like you said, and it goes back to those school days, right? Well, if you pick me, then, uh, you know, like I must go that way because I can't say no. Right. Rather than, Hey, I don't really actually want to hang out with you. Right with you, even the clients thinking about clients. Yeah. Have you had clients that you've been too nice? You you've accepted them because they've reached out to you and they're, you know, well, they want to work with me, so I better work with them. I think, I think um, in the absence of having 
some vision for what you want to create with your life, it becomes a lot, you become more susceptible to going where people invite you to, right? Like if I don't have a vision and somebody says, Hey, for example, I worked at a company for five years where they, I was the CEO of this company. They, they noticed my energy, my light at at an event. They needed a CEO for their company. They said, Hey, we would like to interview you. So I how flattering. I'm like, Oh, that's amazing. Side, side note to that. I, I do think it was a part of my path. Like I do think it was the right next step for me. Right. But I didn't go into that thinking, having my own vision of what I wanted. I just felt so honored that somebody wanted me to run their company that I, I did that. But over five years, I finally left that relationship because I just, it felt like I could never do it right or good enough for them. Like they had this impossible, impossible to please type of a measure. And, and I was like, this is not what my life is for. And it took me that long to define that for myself. But when you have a vision, on the other hand, you can start to say, this is what my life is for. These are my values. And how does this opportunity align with that or not? And it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. Like in even just even smaller than just the, the, the vision, you know, cause the vision is bigger, but knowing what you want, like I, I work with so many people and I just had a circle this weekend. It's like, mm. what makes you feel alive? And they all came and done. Cause they're like, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. So then you let others come in because you're so nice yeah, <laughs> and you right. don't really know what you want. So, oh, maybe this is it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I think that does come down to a lot of people pleasing. So then you're never really looking at what it is that you want. Right. Said it's always about what everybody else wants, whether it's what your clients need. Oh man, Chris, I've done so much of that. I caught myself doing that the other day. I'm running this workshop. I'm coming up with this workshop that I've ran for years. Mm. And I was going to completely change it because of the people that I felt were coming into it. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, like <laughs> this is this is what I'm inviting them to. And they can come and like it or they don't have to. I don't have to change the whole course. Right. Be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And please them. It's like, no, if this course pleases them, then they can come to the course. You know, (laughs) like, yeah, it's just a mind game. There's such a, um, there's such an honoring of who you are when you set a boundary. When you say, this is the workshop I'm creating. This is what I want to deliver and they're going to like it or they're not. And, and that's such, that's such a honoring of your work, your perspective, your vision, your desire. I just love that. And I guess you could say the opposite of that is true that it's, it's not honoring to you when you cave, when you um, soften your I mean, there's, there's a element of hospitality. I think I love hospitality. I love that. Oh, I love having Making so people fun. Feel accepted and wanted. And yeah. Welcomed. It's one of my superpowers. Like how, yeah. I mean, but there has to be some middle ground here of honoring who I am and what I do and what I'm here to do, who it's for. And then for those people being hospitable and gracious and understanding and loving, you know, like there's. Yeah, absolutely. Like I just kind of got this like metaphor of like our business is our house Mm -hmm. and we've Mm -hmm. set up our house the way we like our house. Mm -hmm. And you know, 
I know people that do it. I don't do it anymore. I used to don't rearrange your whole house because somebody's coming over. You invited them, welcome them into your house. Hey, this is the chair you sit in. This is the table you sit at. It's not like I'm going to go get a new table because you're coming over. And I think often when you get too accommodating and too pleasing, too nice, you'll do that and you'll rearrange your whole life or house or business instead of saying this is like you said, an honoring of yourself, of your business, of your home, your life, of yeah. that, yeah. that's, this is what it is. That's called the authenticity, yeah. authenticity, right, Chris? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And once you, once you honor yourself, it's easier to recognize when others honor you also. Like, I don't really work with people now who don't honor me in some way. Like if you don't. Okay. You see don't, you, Chris. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't appreciate who I am for you. I'm not, I don't need to be here. I don't need to be in this relationship, but exactly. So and you I'm, don't have I'm, to change yourself either to be in I, it. And I don't, and I'm much, yeah. I'm much on the front end of a relationship. I'm so much um, more focused on, do they get me? Do they appreciate me? Do they see what I'm bringing? And I'm, I'm willing now to slow play a relationship to make sure it's a fit than to jump into an opportunity because it tickles my fancy, you know, like it feels like, Ooh, this could be, I was such a person who would chase an opportunity because I didn't trust myself to produce a result. Yeah. And so any opportunity dangled in front of me felt like a lifeline. Oh my God, these people are giving me this opportunity. And then there was no recognition that I could do the thing myself. I could produce for myself something. And so I just was this, you know, thing tossed around by the waves of people <laughs> and their appetites <laughs> and their whatever. Oh, exactly. Do. Yeah. I think about the first, you know, at least five years, if not more of my business and how many new programs and how many new things I came up with because it's like, Oh, they need this. And Oh, they need that. And Oh, that how exhausting, how exhausting. That's really, I mean, I just made me think too, like you get into the light work of things, depending on what kind of light work you do. Sometimes, you know, the modalities are so out on the edges that the minute someone shows interest, it can feel so like, oh, thank God, somebody like is interested in this thing. But then we totally like forego any boundaries or any filters for people because they're interested, they're at least curious. And we're like, here's my thing. And then, you know, like we, there's a lot missing. I agree. In yeah. how we, uh, and so if we're not willing to show up and share our message with the world, which gives us a bigger pool to filter people out and in from, then we're sort of left with whoever shows interest and some, and we need to pay the bills. So that often leads us into relationships that are less than honoring. True. And and I think that would bring in the being too nice because it's almost, I've, I've seen this in people before, and I'm sure you have too, Chris, is nice. Yeah. Being nice can be a manipulation. Yeah. Right. Right. And so it's like you all of a sudden become overtly nice because you can't lose that sale or you can't lose that client or instead of standing firm in, no, this is, this is me. And this is what I offer. I'm not going to like, you know, come up with this whole new plan. Right. Right. Oof. 
that's, I mean, talk about practical light work, like the practicalness of starting to understand um, underneath your business and your product, the, the service you have as a light worker is uh, a vision for the world. And in that vision is a message. And in that message shared with the world is the right tribe. And with the right tribe, you begin to invite people into your boundaries and your house that is set a certain way. And but if you don't have that vision and you don't have a message and you're just all you have is a modality, I have this machine, I have this oil, I have this thing. I mean, you really are gonna get tossed back and forth by people. Absolutely. That's and not chasing, practical. Constantly chasing, that. yeah. Right? Constantly chasing. Oh, so, so exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting how we stumbled into that because that's really I, I can see that. I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. So oh, quit being yeah. so damn nice, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've come a long way in, in my niceness. I, yeah, I, I um, think I have, you know, in particular in business, you know, there's all areas of life, but I think I've come a long way in that, that area too, because I've recognized that what is on the other side of that, like if you're being too nice, then you're, actually doing the opposite of what you're wanting to do as far as helpful being helpful you're getting angry and resentful and those yucky feelings come up instead of just owning yeah why you're here and what you want yeah right and that's the work i feel like that's the work because when you can answer that why am i here what do i want that's to me that's about vision and identity. That's who am I and what am I here to do? And if you can answer that, then you can make better decisions about who to be nice. I'm not saying don't be nice. Like I, you know, I'm a very nice person and I'm very accommodating, but who I'm nice and accommodating for has shifted a ton because I just don't let everybody into my space. Yeah. So it's powerful um, purpose on purpose. Yeah. I'm like, my work is not for everybody and I am not for everybody. And I know there are energy vampires like my brother who are, you know, I just, I don't go there. I don't do that. Is he going to listen to this now, Chris? <laughs> yeah. He's a total light worker. No, he's no, I mean, not, no, not at all. <laughs> I know. And if he did, then, you know, I hope Wait, he spark a, sparks a conversation, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, and it does go to show you that not everybody's for you, regardless of your clients, your family or whatever. So, you know, quit shrinking. I would say that the too nice thing makes people like light workers shrink instead of growing their light. Yeah. Yeah. It just made me think of the, I mean, it's interesting to think about the things that cause us to shrink, like the old generational um, narratives passed down, like, oh, uh, blood is thicker than water. You're supposed to. You're supposed to take care of your family. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There's, there's a rule we at, need to break. At what expense? You know, at to it, these these. That's just one example, but there are many things that we sort of just believe. Maybe we don't question, and we need to. Maybe you should question it. Absolutely, because if it's at the detriment of yourself yeah. and your work, then it it's not, it's not the right thing to be doing. Yeah. 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 And I, I just also had this thought about, uh, any, anyone out there listening that has the savior complex, you know, I had that, I felt so much worth in thinking I could save people. 
I remember in, in college, I, um, I lived in Tacoma and I, we had some homeless people and dri- I was driving to my, 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 um, rental house of the place I lived. And there was this homeless man on the side of the off ramp. And I rolled down my window like I would. And, and I'm like, Hey man, let's like, I'm going to go buy you lunch. So we went and we got lunch at this thing. And he told me his story. And I think it was a legit story, it's just, you know, but, um, he, his wife was working some other off ramp and, Long story short, I I ended up buying them a week stay in a you know one of those cheap hotels mm-hmm. on a credit card with money I didn't have. I had a credit card. I put I you know I don't know how many months I was paying that off because I didn't have that money. I just used my credit card, and I think that I somehow feeling like oh I made a difference, like this thing, like I could save them, I can help them. There was the savior thing that led me into these compromising situations that were I was that was look that was way too nice do you know what I mean like oh yeah I bought him lunch I bought him a week stay with for him and his wife in a hotel on a credit card with money I didn't have that's too nice people that's too nice and for what because I felt like I was saving him yeah oh yeah from what from his own choices from the the way he's choosing to live like you can't save everyone (laughs) Well, they will drag you down with them if you try. Yeah. You know, we've, I'm sure many light workers, if yeah. not all, have experienced that. I was yeah. actually talking to a lady. She came up with the perfect metaphor. It was years ago in one of the groups that I was running. And we were talking about the very topic of saving. Hmm. And she said, you know, I finally realized that I can keep throwing the buoys hmm. to, to this person, hmm. but it's up to them to uh, grab them. And, and swim to shore. She goes, I used to be the person who jumped off the ship and then they drowned me with them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And how often do we do that in our too niceness mm-hmm. here? Let me, let me sacrifice myself so you can yeah. make it sure. <laughs> right. Instead of like, yeah. here's a buoy. If you want to grab it, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But everybody, you know, believing that everybody has the, the ability to save themselves is a big one, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe that changes, uh, you know, it's, that's interesting too, from a practical light work standpoint, like how are you setting up your work, your business to throw a buoy, but not jump off the ship? Like how can you give them a container or a process to that they can choose to move through? So they get to know their own power and something. Yeah. Um, you, you provide the container, but you don't do the work for them. Exactly. Yeah. You can stand you on the shore cheering them on, right? Yeah. You, you can choreograph or, or curate a whole experience that would be amazing for them. I used to think as a, a speaker and a coach, in both cases that I had that, that my value was directly tied to uh, what I said or what I did for you. That if, if I was a good coach, then I did something to give you a result, right? Then in other words, that I was responsible for your result. Or if I was speaking at a stage that I, that I was, my value came from how great an insight I had. Mm-hmm. Reality is you don't know as a speaker, what's going to land with somebody or not. That's not up to yeah. you. And as a coach, you can't be responsible for people's results, you know, and it changed how I, like, I started to realize my value comes from creating safe passage for you to go on the journey yourself. I'm your wingman as a coach. I'm your wingman, but I'm not doing the work for you. Yeah. 
I can reflect things back to you. I can ask you questions. I can challenge assumptions. I can do a lot of things, but this is your journey. And it's the same as a light worker, you know, like it's their journey. Your light, your light is not, your light is, I say, I want to say like your light is not the value. Yeah. Your light is not the value. It's what's valuable is that they find their own light. Your light simply reflects something deeper within them that they get to discover. Absolutely. I want to say, go preacher, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was go. really, I just, I just thought of uh, that. Like it would be so obvious. I mean, it seems yes. obvious to think my, my value is my light and the light yeah. work that I do, but it's not. That's just the thing that reflects back to them, their own light. Yeah, that's interesting, huh? I like mm. that. Mm. Mm. That takes away the savior complex, yeah. doesn't it? And it's like, yeah. I have to do something yeah. or be something, anything different than what I am. Mm. It's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm holding space for their own light yeah. to grow and f- yeah. them to find their own way, because that's how you build the, the muscles in the first place, isn't it? Is by yeah. figuring it out. Yeah. 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 And when and we you, figure it out together, right? Yep. Like that's, that's what I've been finding so powerful about the communities mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that it, I think it, it brings the light to the surface so much quicker mm. for people to find their own way or their own message or their own yeah. Um, aha yeah. when you're in a community versus sitting back, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. behind a, a computer screen by yourself <laughs> or, or, yeah. or like you've said before, a journal yeah. or any of that. Yeah. It, it's the community is, it's like everybody is shining and it, it just causes a huge ripple effect throughout for everybody that's there and involved. Yeah. Yeah. That is really interesting about community. There's something about wrestling with a question together or witnessing um, an, an answer together versus if you're in a coaching relationship where you, the coaches seems to have some perspective that you don't, I mean, that just makes sense for coaching, whether they have the answer or not, isn't really the issue, but that they have perspective because they're not you, they mm-hmm. have perspective you don't have. And so, uh, and then you go back to your journal to try to figure it out. And then you have this thing like, well, they know, I don't know. They saw it. I don't see it. And then you never, you can't really journal your way out of that. It's hard. To, but when you're, but when you see others in community have the same question, you're sort of, oh, they're struggling how I'm struggling or they're seeing what I'm seeing. Now it's like, it somehow it takes you out of the, your own narrative of the story of you and helps you kind of look at yourself from a, a little bit of a distance as you wrestle with it with others, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like I even think about the times that I have journaled or um, watched a YouTube thing that just went, Poof. I still had to phone somebody and share it with them in mm. order for it to really sink in deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and especially if you are the kind of human who likes other people, like you, you find value in rich discussion. I mean, I've been, I still journal. Um, I've journaled for a long time, but I, I'm finding out of, I had a couple decades of isolation where I just didn't let people in. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding now that as I'm connecting in community more, how much I missed 
rich conversation with other people who got it, who got me, who were on the same, you know, frequency as me. Um, I missed that a ton, a ton. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, you know, over the last couple of years, I, I believe many people have really seen the effect of not being in a sense of community yeah. and being isolated. Yeah. 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 I, just going back to the not nice thing, cause it's kind of coming up is I think that's maybe part of, or it would have been part of my narrative that kept me isolated because it's like, everybody's sucking the life out of me, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'm letting them do it because I'm being too nice. And so then it was like, I just don't want to be around people anymore, even though I am a relational person. That's my, my Mm -hmm. temperament, my personality. I, I love people. I like being in community with people and yeah, that, that not nice thing could really shoot you in the foot. If, if you don't like start looking at it and changing that way. And in particular, when you're in business. Yeah. The, the being too nice thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being too nice. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yes. That's what I meant. Thanks for grabbing that, Chris. <laughs> you said not nice. I was like, uh, yeah, but too ni- being too nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I totally relate to that. So I, just I be nice, that. but not too nice. I feel like I said in my, in, for 20 years in business, I mean, it was, you know, off and on for 20 years, but I, I felt like I had gotten burned enough times and I was disillusioned by people and their behavior enough times where I'm like, I hate people. I'd say, what I would say is I love people, but I hate people. Yeah. Meaning I love, I love the idea. I'm a champion for people. I love people having dreams and visions, but don't, I don't want to get too close to you. I'll, I'll keep you at a safe distance because I don't trust you and I don't like you, mm-hmm. which is really weird because I love people. And I just, I think what I didn't, I so part of that was I was too nice. Mm-hmm. People burned me. I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't know what I wanted in my life with vision or with people. I had a gift. I had a skill set. I had a thing. But beyond that, I didn't know what to do with it. And I didn't know how that fit in a bigger picture. So I couldn't make decisions for relationships that served that. So I just went where there was, where where the, you know, people wanted my light. And then I'm like, oh, well, they seem to want my light. So here you go. Yeah. And then once again, God damn, I'm burned again. Fine. I just hate people because they just seem to know how to use me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, like, oh, that sucks. So, so yeah, it does go back to knowing what you want, like you said, and having the vision and having boundaries, like, yeah. 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 And then being that nice about not nice in the sense, like I have a boundary and I have a, and you, you're, this is not a fit and yeah, that's okay. Exactly. I'm not for everyone. (laughs) I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. That's so freeing. (laughs) It is, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Real, full reels. Well, good stuff. I think, um, what can we say about this? I I'm excited for the light worker community we're creating because I, I am think- too. I am too. I think it's going to provide such a space for, to bust things like, like the being too nice and, and uh, having those conversations that, that light up within you, what you're here for. Yeah. Yeah. And why. 
we should do a series on that in the community on too nice. Yes. And just dismantle all that. Yeah, like Rita, really- the, the people pleaser. Yeah. So to look, I mean, I can even, I feel like I've been on my that path for a while, but I can still see where I do people pleasing. Like that's, you know, there are mm-hmm. ways I think I could be better at that for sure. Yeah. And then there are other places where I've done it well, but I think that's the bent, that's the beauty of having a series, a, a topic that you that you work on for a couple of weeks in the community and dismantle together because you get to see areas that you, either you didn't know it still existed or you know it existed and you still get to go to work on it. And I love that. I love it, and I love it as a peer to peer group where it's not Chantel and I have the answers standing on pedestals and everybody else should learn what we know. That there's this real respect from I'm on my path and you're on your path and we're walking each other yeah. home. Yeah. What did you learn? What did I learn? Where are you at? Yeah. So refreshing. It's just refreshing in an age where everybody seems to want an answer that there's, there are people who are willing to wrestle with questions more than answers, you know? Yes, I agree. I think the peer to peer um, way of building community and being in community, um, like you said, it doesn't put one above the other. And so then it it creates that space Mm -hmm. and that safety for people to share in a way that maybe they haven't been able to out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. So good. Well, those of you listening, if you want to learn more about that community, you can go to practicallightworkers.com forward slash uh, uh, invite um, forward slash invite. And uh, otherwise I uh, think you should keep listening to these podcasts and Chantel, yeah. I'll, I'll see you in the next one. Yeah. See you, Chris.